My next guest is Fraser Brown, who you may know from playing paranoid lawyer Hugo Carmont on Shortland Street. He's had a number of roles on film and TV projects. He's also an accomplished producer. But he's here today to talk about his family connection to Waiwera Thermal Pools, where wreckers have moved in to demolish this Auckland icon. Fraser's family used to own the holiday hotspot about 45 minutes north of Auckland. Since then, it's fallen into disrepair. And sadly, this week, the wreckers moved in to tear down the facilities. Fraser's here with me now to recount the story. Hi. How are you, Jesse? Good. Is it, I said sadly. Are you sad about it? Yeah, I'm sad about it. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's an institution, and it, uh, I think it should be still around, for sure. It's very sad. Tell me about your family connection to Waiwera. I thought you were going to jump into the jingle there at the start when you were doing the little oh, thing. that would have been a good idea. You should have yeah. done it anyway. We'll see if we can find it. Yeah. Bring it on. Um, Non-Aucklanders or maybe non-North Islanders won't know what we're talking about here. Like I've never been to Hamner Springs, so I only know it as a name. So for people who don't know why Wera, what is it? Where is it? Well, it's kind of the Hamner Springs of the North, isn't it? Hot pools, 45 minutes north of Auckland. Was a famous hot spring back in the 1890s. In the eight, in the 80s onwards, it was a family institution. Hot pools, retro kind of vibe, classic uh, slides, tubes, the black hole, the long john. Um, Good journey breaker between Hamilton and Whangarei, as I recall. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, a total in- institution with a kind of Kiwi retro lo- lo-fi vibe, but super cool and, and naturally hot thermal water, not, not artificially heated. So, yeah. And then your family's connection. <clears throat> my family's connection is that my father owned it, really, from the late 80s through till about 2010, 11. Um, he... Um, he owned it as part of a group of companies in the 80s, uh, along with Victoria Park Market, uh, Foot Rock Flats, Mount Hutt. Um, oh my gosh, Foot Rock Flats! Yeah, it was um, it was a it was Leisureland Corporation that he that he set up and wanted to take over the world with all these great. Gee, kind what of an entrepreneur he must have been. He was a classic entrepreneur, and um, um, when the stock market crash of the late 80s, he kind of divested all of that and kept Waiwera. And it was his passion project. He kept it from, from late 80s right through, put all his heart and soul into it, um, redeveloped it, and um, yeah, right through to, to 2011. Had grand plans for it. To, to um, He wanted to build a spa village there. He wanted to recreate the kind of... In the 1880s, it was this. It was world famous around around the world. People would come from around the world to, as I say, take the waters at Waiwera. It was a spa in, of international mm. recognition. And he wanted to recreate that. He had grand visions to recreate the spa village, put a jetty out um, so that you could get a ferry from downtown Auckland and come up and, like, you know, amazing entrepreneurial vision. Yeah, and you had the run of the place. Uh, yeah, it's fair to say it was a pretty fun uh, upbringing. You must be about the same age as me, so you would have been what kind of like ten, twelve when he took when he was at his yep, height? yep, right yeah. through my teens, basically, yeah, okay. right through my teens. He 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 had it, um, and yeah, we we um, look. It's fair to say I was probably a little bit naughty, Jesse, and as a teenager, and and also probably liked to party a bit a bit much. So my sister and I both had. Um, uh, we took full advantage, shall we say, yeah. of, of that sort of unique opportunity. You want to come back to my house? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look, it's going to take 45 minutes, but I promise but it's it'll be worth, worth it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it, that's it, that's it. I was thinking on the way, and there, are, there is a whole bunch of really prominent, respected Aucklanders, Gen X Aucklanders, <laughs> 
who have who have um, skinny dipping experiences late <laughs> at night at the Waiwara oh Hot Balls. Yeah, all sounds pretty idyllic so far. What went wrong? Yeah, it was. Um, Look, it was a challenging business um, to to keep growing, and um, John put all his sort of um, all his available capital reinvested it back into developing the resort, and then, as I say, had this grand vision. Um, by the time it came to funding the grand vision, it was basically the time of the GFC, and the market was very, very difficult. So, so he needed a partner to grow it. He, mm-hmm. he basically needed a. Um, you know, he, he, he also started the bottled water business at the same time. So yes. so he was the first person to bottle water in Did New Zealand. Did very well commercially. out of that too. Yeah, won awards around the world yeah. for bottle design and water quality. And, you know, again, amazing vision to do that. But at the end of the day, he, he essentially ran out of money to grow this big vision. So GFC came around, he was looking for partners. And in the end, he had two – came down to two options. He had an iwi partner as a potential and he had this Russian deal. And in the end, the only reason he went with a Russian deal, it was the only one that he felt he could close in the time that he had. And now that he's passed away, I was, you know, he was he was out of money. And so he really was stuck. The Russian who he met through the America's Cup and fell in love, funnily enough, with the, the bottled water, started investigating, where does this amazing bottled water come from? Found, met my dad, came. Basically, he bought into the vision. He bought into John's vision. He said, listen, I'll be a silent partner, a 50% partner. I will fund your vision. I love it. Let's take this thing global. And um, so that worked for about a year. Um, he sent down a, a, a supposed colleague um, to, to to sort of work on the, on the payroll as a, as a general manager. It turned out, we found out a year later, that he was effectively a spy. He was being paid... He was on our payroll, but he was also being paid by the Russian to effectively spy. Um, and so about a, almost to the day, a year after they did that deal, the Russian flew into town, announced an emergency board meeting on his super yacht in the, the, uh, the viaduct, uh, called us down. And um, so we came down. He basically said, I don't need you anymore. I don't need your vision. I'm taking over. This is how much I'm giving you for the business. Take it or leave it. Oh my god! You were at that meeting. I was at that meeting. Um, now you make TV. That sounds like a scene in a TV show. Believe me, that there's a script floating around for this this story. I mean, you couldn't write. You, you can't write this yeah. stuff. It was. It was. It was intimidating. Was Super intimidating. And this was all. This was all with a, through a translator. Even though he did speak quite good English, it was all through a translator. He had the head of English from uh, the University of Moscow there translating. So all of this kind of bravado and this this tough talk is done. He'd say it, and then the translator would translate it. Mm. And um, it, one of the things I remember from that meeting was him. After that, it all happened. He said to me, "Fraser, do you want to do you want to continue working with me um, after I take over the business?" And I said something like, "Look, I'm only in this business because I believe in my father and his vision. So, so what's your vision? You, mm. you tell me. I, I, I can't answer unless you tell me what your vision is." And through the translator, he looked at me and he said, "Fraser." Because of who I am in the world and who you are, I don't need to answer that question. <laughs> you just need to make a decision. I mean, that was the sort of dude he was. Great, yeah. Well, not so, great, but... Well, no. Great scene. No. Yeah, yeah. Great scene. Great scene. So you um, got out? We had no choice. We, we I mean, um, John, I say we, but, it, but John, he really, he really had no choice. He basically said, you know, you can take this deal or um, I have a big Wellington law firm on retainer. I'm just going to... I'm just going to tie this up in the court for the next six months, and I've, I'm a billionaire, so take your pick, mm. boys. See what you want to do. Yeah, and you decided not to. 
He decided to get out, but it, but it broke him. I'll be honest with you. He, he, um, and outward look, not, not, not everyone knows this. He only, he only died at the end of last year. Most people think he did okay out of that deal, but the reality was he had no choice and it kind of broke him as an entrepreneur. Like it, it really, he got crushed and he was, you know, late sixties at that point. So yeah, it was tough. Was that was his vision. And then what happened to to the complex after that? Well, essentially, he's. I mean, I don't know. I can't recall what the time frame was post that, but it's it's max a couple of years. He literally ran the place into the ground. I mean, he came and he fired everyone. He fired all of the core staff that had been there, that had built those pools, that had that that knew the audience. That he fired them all. He came in and basically went, "I, I know how to do this. I'll I'll do it better." And and he literally ran it into the ground. He 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 thought he knew how to market the water business over, overseas. Stopped doing the kind of more budget product and ran that company into the ground. Um, and then, you know, look, I, I was away from it, so I don't know the the detail, but I know he really got offside with the locals. He got offside with the staff. He replaced everyone. He brought people in who didn't know what they were doing. Um, he kept promising that he was going to do all the you know, the the refurbs and the reinvestment that he had talked about doing and, mm. and claimed that he'd bought into the vision for, but um, but for whatever reason didn't. And then... And, and just for our legal protection at this stage, Fraser, I'm going to point out that this is your interpretation of what you understand went on at that time. Yeah, yeah it, it, exactly. I don't know, yes, I don't know exactly... That'll w- cover it, yeah. <laughs> ...what he did to... to, to yeah, but, but I mean, the facts are, I'm, I mean, I'm I'm not... You know, it's that's all fairly well public information. Mm. I mean, he he did. Um, the business is no more. And he, then he I, literally did run it into the ground. How he did that, not sure, but okay. but yeah. So what? Where are we at now? Well, I, you said demolished. I, I've I've sort of not been across it. I, I I mean, I know that the that the guys that own the the underlying land there. He, he, he sold it on the the guy who originally partnered partnered with your dad. He's he sold it on. To someone else, to another group, I've tried to um, sell it, had not much success, and so now my understanding is that they think it will be more marketable without all this pool stuff. Start again. All the buildings start again. Yeah, it'll so be presumably it'll be a apart- it'll be apartments mm. and and no hot water business. What a story! It's a crazy waste of opportunity. Uh, if you think about how wonderful Hampton, I know you haven't been there, Jesse. The South Island's going to hate you for admi- <laughs> admitting that because it's awesome down there. But, um, but it, that is a genuinely amazing place. Hamner Springs is is, a, is iconic. There's no reason why Waiwera shouldn't be that. It was for so long. You know, it's an amazing natural resource. Okay, it, 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 yeah, it was famous for its curative properties of the water back in 1880s. It's it's crazy. Thank you for remembering those days with us. What are you working on at the moment? Uh, working on quite a few projects, but we just finished a big documentary called Stylebender on uh, Israel Adesanya. You wow. might, have, might have heard of him. Interesting yeah. subject matter. Yeah, in cinemas, twenty eighth of September, oh, Australia and New Zealand. Great. So it's uh, four years in the making that project, oh. and uh, yeah, we're super super proud of it. Super proud. It's yeah. a great great film. So good stuff. Maybe we'll chat to you again when that one comes out. Yeah, look forward to it. Thank you, Fraser Brown, talking about his family connection to Waiwera Thermal Pools, north of Auckland, uh, which are now partway through being demolished.